Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, and welcome to Unwritten from Odyssey and MLB with Ron Darlin. I'm Jimmy Rollins. Today, we're doing something a little different on the show and focusing on one of the special moments from every baseball season. That's the MLB All-Star Game. Ron, you were named to an All-Star team early in your career. I made three, so we both have some stories to tell. And I'll be a part of All-Star this year, managing the AL Futures team, something I'm looking much forward to being able to talk to these guys and, you know, just part a little wisdom on them. They're close. They're all-stars for a reason. And I want to just make sure that they keep focused on the bigger picture, and that's getting to the big leagues. But we'll talk about that later. But what do you remember from your all-star game? And are there rules, unwritten rules, to being selected as a rookie, as a younger player, respecting the process, staying out of the way, getting into things, what is your take on how to approach your first All-Star game? Oh, Jimmy, I, I have so many thoughts on the All-Star game. And, and like you said, I only went to one. Uh, but, you know, this is definitely an unwritten rule is when you get there, I don't care who you are. If you're a first time All-Star or a 20 time All-Star, you got to sign 60 dozen balls, whether you <laughs> yes. like it or not, yes. there's a table with 60 dozen balls. And all you see is baseball players in their underwear. And in my day, half of them with a smoke, smoking, <laughs> uh, sitting at a table, signing the baseballs for what seems like hours. That's one of the unwritten rules. The second one I always thought is that you don't really go up to the veteran guys. And I'm mm -hmm. talking to guys that, you know, like 10 mm -hmm. or 15 year yes. all-stars. You don't really go up to them. You wait for them to kind of talk to you because, you know, they, it's, it's just, um, you just feel like, uh, and sometimes they make you feel like this too. It's like, oh, you made one all-star. This is my 15th. You know what I mean? Like you have that right. feeling that there's right. a pecking order uh, in for the sure. clubhouse. But then you realize after you've been there for a half hour, hour in the clubhouse or whatever, and everyone's, you know, got their jockey shorts on or some guys, nothing. 
as they're walking to and fro, getting ready for whatever. It's that this is the same locker room we've all been involved in. Uh, we're out to, you know, we're going to go out and have a little practice on Monday. We're going to play on the game on Tuesday. But I don't know about you. It just, it, it makes you feel like all the hard work that you had put into it um, uh, has now been realized. You feel proud, not only for yourself, but you feel proud for your family, uh, the great coaches that helped you along the way. You just feel like, uh, you know, those people that you never wanted to let down, you, you, you gave them a real inspiration. Ryan, you hit it right on the head. Off the bat, shall I say, you're signing so many things. And for me, I not that I didn't want to sign them. It was just so overwhelming. Like, I have to sign all of this stuff in these couple of days. And all I want to do is be a part of the festivities. Just watch the people, watch the men at work. I was a rookie to my first All-Star game in 2001. And it was just like, what am I doing in this clubhouse? You know, where do I go? And you said I would just look at guys and just, you know, kind of kept my eyes to the left, kept my eyes to the right, kept my head down. Like, I'm not sending anything to anyone. There's no chance I'm going to say, walk over to Barry Bonds to say something, walk over to Randy Johnson to say something. My saving grace was Kurt Schilling. Oh, nice. Having played in the same organization uh, as he was going through his rehab in 2001 before he got traded. Maybe it was 2000, I'm sorry, before he uh, got traded to Arizona or however he got to Arizona. He specifically called me to take a batch of them while he was doing a simulated game. And so that right there just helped me to build some type of um, player to player relationship. So when I walked in there, yeah. you know, I guess Kurt just saw the look on my face like a deer in headlights. He just put his arm around me. He's like, all right, let me walk you around. You know, this is where you're going to do all your signing. Here's your locker. You know, uh, you know, go say, go, go say hi to guys. And I'm like, I appreciate it, but I'm I'm good. And he forced me to come out of my shell then because I did not know what the rules were. I, you know, I just got to the big leagues. I'm three months into my career. I'm still learning the, the rules of the regular clubhouse. So you walk into this clubhouse where you have superstars and guys that are protected. They have their security with them. They have their crew with them. It's just like, I don't know what to do. I just want to get in uniform and get out on the field because that is the only thing that makes sense to me. Be out on the field, play catch. <laughs> You know, and then then here's here's the funny part, too. And this is something I mean, I don't know how the pitches are, but as position players, you have your guy that you play catch with all the time. It was me and Chase. I always oh, play, catch, right. you know, catch my second baseman. Now I'm three months in. And as you said, as you said, this guy has 10 all stars. This guy has 15 uh, across the way. You know, it was Cal's last all star game. Tony, I think, was an honor, honorary uh, member. But I'm sitting there like, although it made sense to be on this field in uniform, I'm who do I play catch with? I can't ask anyone to play catch. <laughs> it was like, I have to be invited to play catch with them, you know, because like I said, uh -oh. those are unwritten things that you don't, you, you know, you don't think about until you're in the moment. It's like, whoa, I can't go to Chipper Jones like, hey, you want to play catch? <laughs> like Chipper might have a buddy that he wants to play catch with. So it's, it, it was it was just crazy. It was just like so overwhelming. From the Philadelphia Phillies, shortstop Jimmy Rollins. I, I'm, I'm picturing you at some point throwing up against the wall because you couldn't get a part. <laughs> That's hilarious. The uh, you know another another unwritten rule, and thank God someone broke this for me, is that you don't ask any of the big all stars for a picture, and that's Ooh. really what you want. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want a picture of you and whatever. So I was lucky. I'm on the field. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you felt this way too, but I'm in uniform. I'm on the field. And for the first time in my life, I don't know where to stand. 
I don't know where to walk. <laughs> I don't know who to look at. I'm like, like lost on this field, but the yes. photographer, not photographer. I think he's more of a, uh, more of a guy uh, that gets guys autograph sessions. Me is mm-hmm. his name. I think you yeah, probably me, know yes. him, right? Yep. Yep. Still yeah. Around. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A, a big fella. So he comes over and, and says, cause you know, he has, he, he has never met an unwritten rule in his life. He's broken more <laughs> rules than anyone in the history of the game. All but day. he comes over and he says, that, hey, Ronnie, you want to take a picture with Nolan Ryan? I, I said, Nolan, you want to take a picture? He's like, yeah, cool. And he started the process. So I took a picture with Nolan, took a picture with um, Fernando Valenzuela, Pete Rose. Wow. I have in my office here because Pete was always one of my favorite players. Um, all of All of that stuff. And... I remember afterwards asking him like I was a five-year-old. Now, you're sure you're going to send me these pictures. Right, Don't run right. out of me. I got to have these <laughs> pictures, all that stuff. And uh, But my fav- I have two favorite stories from the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one is off the field. So uh, I fly my parents. My All-Star game was in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're going to have an All-Star game, Minnesota, the old Homer Dome uh, is probably maybe – 30th on the list of where you'd like to have an all-star game because you know it's not open air it's indoors you know um i don't know if you played but it's loud though it's loud yeah yeah it's loud you had to to, in your locker room you had to walk down down the the stairs yes down the stairs so um so i invited my parents and they have the big dinner on monday you know it's a big beautiful dinner it's all the suits of course from mlb uh all you and your parents whatever and my mom and dad, who are blue collar uh, folks, they get there and there's this ice sculpture with more shrimp than you've ever seen in your life. They <laughs> thought that was the coolest thing. They had never seen an ice sculpture one and they had never seen unlimited shrimp. And my mom was like, no, can we eat that? I said, yeah, you get a plate. You can eat as many as you want. As many as you want? I said, yes, you can eat as many as you want. That to me signified you know that for this one night the darlings from worcester massachusetts had made it at least to have all this free shrimp right and then the second one the second story happened on the field jimmy and you'd love this so i did have a throwing partner dwight gooden made the all-star team as well so he and i were able to play some catch so as we're playing catch in right field and again feeling a little bit out of our element Mm -hmm. uh, our manager was dick williams and Dick Williams was the manager of the Padres, but he had managed so many teams. Uh, the Red Sox in 1967 that almost beat the Cardinals to win the World Series. So he had been around forever. Oh, he also managed the Oakland A's teams that you know from. Well, you don't know because uh, you're too. Was, you're not that yeah. young. But but you know, 72, 73, 74 when they won three World three, Series. Yeah. He's the manager of that team. So he comes out to Dwight and I. And he introduced himself. He says, hey, guys, you're having a great year. I know about you guys. You've had enough, two great years. And, and I just wanted to tell you one thing. I've been around a long time, and I've managed all-star games before. And I do not play young players or pitchers in all-star games. Oh, wow. So tomorrow, you both will have the day off. And I didn't know whether to be appalled or excited because mm-hmm. I was a little appalled because my parents are here. I want to pitch in the all-star game and Correct. show what I can mm-hmm. do or a little excited because, you know, I'd already had about 150 innings at the all-star break. I could use the break. 
mm-hmm. and watching instead of having the pressure to have a perform was pretty cool too. But that's um, that's something that would never happen today. A manager just coming up and saying, um, I'm going to shut you down. So don't even worry about it. That's crazy. Not, not at all. Can you imagine the feelings that would be hurt? <laughs> all yeah, the, all the exactly. phone calls you'd have to handle before they're all you, you tell my player what like no uh <laughs> i can't imagine that presented by t-mobile the official wireless partner of odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus For me, I have a number of memories from my first All-Star game. One, uh, you know, just being on the field and not even feeling worthy. Like, I don't even know why I'm here, but they selected me, you know, Bobby Valentine. And I'm like, thank you. You know, uh, it, it was it, that's all I could really say. It was like, thank you. Like, I don't know why, why you chose me, but I'm here. And I don't even know why I'm here. And I didn't even care if I played. I like you. I, I wanted to play. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I didn't care if I played. I'm like, I don't care. I'm <laughs> three months into my career. If I just sat here, my parents were there, a uh, sister, I think my brother. If I and they and as long as they're as long as they're enjoying themselves, that's all that matters. I'm in the clubhouse with stars. I'm in the dugout with stars. I'm in a cage watching stars work. I didn't care if I played. But I did get to play. But the best uh, – I have two, two memories that I t- took from that game, and it was it's just so funny. One was funny. One was, like, just 
really, really, Cal, that you're really going to do this. But his first at bat in the All-Star game, you know, well, before that, we're playing in um, Seattle and, you know, we were hitting first. And Alex is starting at um, third. Uh, no, Alex starting at short. Cal was at third. And before the game, oh, Alex was is, like, no, 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 no. Is this the game? Oh, yeah, this yeah, is the game. Yeah. Oh. This is the game. Cal has no idea. And Alex Rodriguez said, you know what? I want Ripken to play short. And Alex was like, no, 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 you're going to play short. I'm going to play third. And Cal was like, no, no, no. And eventually he acquiesced and, you know, he went to shortstop. And I thought that was a pretty, pretty classy move uh, by Alex because by all means, Cal is a shortstop, was a shortstop, and will always be a shortstop, even though he moved to third later. But his first at bat, I want to say maybe the first pitch of the game, first at bat, Waka, a home run to the left. No. And I'm just grabbing my head, just mind blown, like, are you serious? Like his last all-star game, and he hits a home run. Rips one. Goodbye. Ripken homers in his final all-star game. You couldn't write this in a script. And even if you did, you'd be like, nah, it's too cliche. We can't really <laughs> use that. <laughs> you know, it's to, to start the movie like this. Like everybody expects that to happen in the movie. But to see it happen in real life, it was like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, what can't this man do? Like he's made like for the moment. Dreams yeah. moment. Yes, yeah. exactly. It was just, it was so mind blowing. I will never forget it. Just, just being just in that moment, witnessing this history, this historic moment in all-star game and his last one, like you, this is, this is just wild. Like, like I said, you couldn't write this in a script and have people believe it. Like, no, yeah, duh. Who wouldn't write that in a script, but to see it actually happen is one thing. Two was Cal and Tony being honored. Um, I think in about the fifth inning or something like that. And, you know, mm. everybody's from both sides, AL and NL are come out on the field to honor these guys. Um, and I was just in the dugout. just like, I'm not going out there. <laughs> you know, like, like, I'm like, I grew up watching these guys. One, two, like I said, I'm three months into my career. Three. Why? What, what do you want me to do? I don't, I'm licking all these guys on the field, put in service time. I watched them since the time I was in maybe uh, middle school and high school. And I'm playing with them. Like, look, I'm just happy to be in this dugout. You guys going to enjoy that moment. But once again, here comes Kurt Schilling. Like, what are you doing? I have my camera out. I'm like, I'm standing in the dugout. He's like, get your ass out here. I was like, I'm good, Kurt. And he came in. He was like, if you don't get your ass out here. And I just walked out just feeling just so unworthy, my head down, just like, man, this dude's making me come out here. Everybody's looking at me now. <laughs> like, why? You know, That's like, funny. it's just all these things that are going through your head. Like, like I said, I, and I don't think people really grasp the moment. Like, when it's your first All-Star game and you're young, like, you don't feel like you belong there. If, if yeah, you have any true. humility to yourself, it's like, you know, yeah. maybe in a couple of years, yeah. But months into my career, a year into my career, not at all. Um, but it was a great moment. I'm glad he did that because I would have missed it. I would have been on the sidelines and not yeah. on the field in the moment, seeing the guys looking at their faces, uh, seeing the joy and being part of that honor. And then when I look back at it, yes, I am a part of the history of baseball. I grew up watching baseball, watching these guys, learning, admiring, playing against them now. Like, yeah, I am actually a part of that fraternity, although at that time I did not feel that way. Um, and third is a funny story. And it was, uh, 
Tommy Lasorda. I'm sitting there and, yeah. I'm, and I'm talking to uh, Kurt Schilling and Vlad is hitting. And, you know, Tommy is getting a little bit up there in age at the time. Uh, well, I felt, well, Tommy was always <laughs> old to me. I mean, Tommy lived forever. Yeah, seems like, you know, but he always just seemed like he was up in there in age. And he was the third base coach. And I've played against Vladimir Guerrero at that point. I'm playing shortstop and that's too close with the glove on. I trust oh, my glove. And yeah. I'm looking at Kurt and I'm like, Kurt, I think Tommy's a little too close. He was like, huh? I was like, if Vlad turns on one, he's not going to be able to get out the way. And he was like, good point. And so he starts yelling at Tommy, like, bag up, bag up. And he and Tommy's, you know, just, you know, Tommy's just Tommy. He's stubborn. Nah, I'm good. I'm staying right here. And <laughs> a couple pitches later, and thank God it was not a ball. Vlad yeah. gets jammed and the barrel flies, I don't know, 110 feet, you know, towards Tommy. And you just see him just bagging up and he has no idea which direction to go. The bat is twirling, choo, 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 helicoptering and hits him square in his belly and knocks him down. He does a bat flip. <laughs> and I licked the cut. I'm like, I told you, I told you it was too close. And we all start dying laughing. I think Barry runs out and gives him like, you know, catches equipment to protect them. And there's one of those moments yeah, you know, yeah. Tommy gets up and he takes his hat off and the crowd goes crazy. And those are just moments that you can't create. Like I said, I mean, it, it, oh, man. I mean, Holly, Hollywood stuff that was happening that day. And that was my That's first right. all-star game. And then I finally got in the bat. I'm facing Troy Percival. And honestly, I'm, I'm, I don't I don't remember if I swung. I may have, may not have. But I ended up getting a walk. <laughs> Look, and it wasn't because I didn't want to swing. I just could not swing. Yeah. That was not coming could, off my shoulder. could not swing. I just couldn't do it. I could not swing. Well, man. Yeah. I, was... I, I always think that, thank God, uh, that Vlad didn't hit a seed over there, Tommy, and yes. hit him because that yes. could have happened too. Hey, I got, I got an unwritten rule for you. And I mentioned Pete Rose before. was one of my favorite players. But he did something in an all-star game that Ooh. I consider out of bounds. Yes. And, and, and because the, the all-star game is an exhibition, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like in spring training. In spring training, you're there to get your work. But, you know, I'm not going to bowl you over at the plate. I'm not going to bowl you over at second. If it's a close play at first, I'm not going to slide into you. I'm going to let you tag me, all those kind of things. Right. And I felt, always felt like the all-star game was like that as well. And, um, and you know, Pete, has that famous play where he bowled over Ray Fossey. Ray Fossey yep. became a friend of mine later because, you know, he did the Oakland A's games yep. forever and I played in Oakland, but uh, I, I wanted to get your take on that. Y- you thought that was out of bounds as well, right? Up the middle. Rose is on his way around. Picked up by Otis. Rose is coming to the plate. Throws the throw. He's in. It's all over. The National League win. Oh, for certain. For certain. I mean, I've yeah. only seen it on TV and uh or youtube whatever whichever you you find your stuff google uh but yeah it was it i I didn't understand it you know and everybody knows you know pete played hard but understanding this an all-star game the number one goal is to entertain and then get back to the season healthy and help your team win you know hopefully a championship that year so to come in to the plate and not slide a courtesy slide like either you're safe or you're out that's yeah. it. But yeah. to put himself in position to get hurt also is uncalled for. Yeah. There, there, there's no there's no space for that at that type of game. It is an exhibition at the end of the day. Yes, you want to win so you can have bragging rights, but that is it. You win for bragging rights. You're not trying to hurt anybody. You slide when you need to slide. Peel off if you don't have a chance. 
and everybody goes back to their you know, respective team. So, you know, to run into a guy and hurt him and injure him, yeah, that's way out of bounds. Yeah, you know, I I, I always think of it this way because Pete, you know, he was invincible, right? Still is probably. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he only thinks of playing hard and, and that Fosse got hurt. Imagine if Pete got hurt and all of those hits and, and being the hit king – uh, never happened because he had hurt himself. So, right. you know, that, that, that's something that uh, he should have thought of. Hey, I got one for you. Cause got it. you told me your first one was in 2001. Mm-hmm. So that's where a rod and Cal switched positions mm-hmm. and you played in the 2002 one, yes. which is famous for another reason that mm-hmm. the game never ended. How, how, what was it like at the end game that ended in a tie? It was mad confusion. Because no one knew what to do It's you know, do we keep playing? And as players, we're like, uh, I mean, maybe another inning, but at the same time, it's an all-star game. So it doesn't really count for much, you know, and, and, and that's how yeah. we felt. And, you know, I was out the game by that time. And, you know, when you're, when you're out the game, it's like, okay, let's hurry up and wrap this thing up so we can get going, go to any parties that are still happening out there, go see the family and get ready to go back home. But that changed the way, the all-star games uh, were perceived. You know, this one counts. You have to keep a player in reserve just in case we go extra innings. And that changed the way managers had to, you know, uh, manage the all-star game. I know you want to play, but we have just in case we go extra innings, we can't have 2002 happen all over again. So uh, it definitely changed the way the all-star game uh, was perceived. And then, which is, I think, still to this day, horrible, it determined home field advantage for the World Series. Excuse me? An exhibition game. An exhibition game is going to determine home field advantage for the World Series. Ron. I almost forgot seriously, about bro? that. Jeez. Seriously? Yeah, exactly. Come on now. An mm-hmm. exhibition game. Not the team with the better record, but an exhibition game that you might get one at bat, two at bats in. Uh, you're going you're going through different pitchers just to make sure everybody get an in or guys make the team and they can't pitch because they just pitched two days before. And, and you know, we don't want them to get injured in an all-star game. That's what you're going to use to determine who has home field <laughs> during the World Series, the most important games of any given season, an all-star game. Remember, Iverson, practice. Mm-hmm. practice. We're, talking <laughs> about game. We're talking about practice. You just did it with exhibition. I love it. I've been privileged to, um, I don't know if I've been selected or someone they thought about, but I got a call from uh, Dale Matthews and was like, hey, you know, the All-Star game is in Los Angeles this year. Would you like to manage the Futures team? And I was, first, I'm like, nah, not really. I don't know if I'm cut out to be that. Then I thought about the opportunity of being able to be on the field in uniform and being a part of baseball's funnest event of the year. I mean, the World Series is great, but, you know, there's two teams and they're representing their respective cities. But the All-Star game, you're getting the best prospects, the Futures game at least, the best prospects from every organization coming together on one field. And I'm like, you know what? I think I actually would like to be a part of this. I think I actually would like to be able to be present uh, and meet some of these guys before they become stars of the game. And 
the first thing that went through my mind is like, okay, who are these guys? I called Dale, hey, get me a roster as soon as possible because I at least want to be able to pronounce names, hopefully put a face with the name, and then have some fun with them. Um, be back in uniform. I know they're going to be guys that <laughs> are, are babies, uh, probably never seen me play, maybe even never heard my name. I don't know, but it doesn't matter to have that presence in there and impart, uh, to part some knowledge on them about the future, uh, hopefully of their career and how to go about their business. Um, that's the part I'm looking you know, forward to the most. Uh, it's a seven in a game. It's an exhibition. I told Dale, let me know which guys are off limits. Um, I think they're going to hold guys back maybe from starts because even organizations understand that this is a chance for them to showcase uh, their player and, to and for the player to showcase himself. Uh, they pull guys back. And now after, you know, all of that is taken care of, I'm starting to try to figure out how am I going to get these guys playing time? It's seven innings. It's tough enough in a nine inning game, but it's seven innings. Thank God there's a DH. Um, we can split guys up, you know, position players. I think they're going to be three catchers. So maybe two will catch and one will DH the, the entire game. I haven't figured that stuff out, but I'm definitely uh, looking forward to it. It's here in L.A which is where I live, a beautiful stadium, one of the baseball cathedrals. And I don't think you really appreciate it until you're out there a number of times when you can sit there and look at the grass, how it's manicured, the carpet, the environment you're playing in, they flashing lights, the best speaker system in the game. Um, these players get to experience that. And I would love to be there and, you know, share some stories with them. And hopefully they're asking if they're not asking, you know, I don't have a, problem talking. I'll, I'll tell them things and engage them. So 2022 futures game, AL manager will be myself at the beautiful Dodger stadium. So she's going to have your handful uh, coming up against us, brother. I know you, you missed a Dodger, but you know, this AL team going to have something for you. So hope you guys, you know, join us, watch the game. Yes. We know there's an MLB all-star game happening, home run derby, all the fun, exciting stuff. But to catch these young kids before they get there, I get to be a part of that, and I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us today on Unwritten, another episode in the books with Ron Darlin and myself, Jimmy Rollins. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.